Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. Hey, how's everybody doing? It's a funny time of year. It's the darkest time of year. Animals that hibernate are hibernating. Animals that don't hibernate might be feeling a little bit odd. Um, Where I live, there's a family of deer that have been around since springtime. They changed colors at this time of year. Their fur got all fluffy and uh, they're running around eating all kinds of dried up stuff. So it's like a different reaction there. They're like literally adjusting to the way things are right now. And we have to do that as well. We have to adjust to the way things are right now. And personally, I I have a strong reaction to this time of year. I spent the last two years heading south during this uh, cold time of the year. And it was fascinating to see how my whole mood reacted to that. And of course, scientists study, you know, mood that's based on season. Um, And they gave it such an appropriate name, SAD, right? Seasonal something disorder. But, um, you know, the the answers or the, the challenge that we face around that, we always think, well, how do I get rid of this thing? And the alternative to getting rid of it is to allow it to be there, you know, to let the fact that things are hard, things are challenging, things are dark, literally, um, as well as perhaps in the mood way, to allow them to be, that our nature isn't always to be bubbly. And, um, you know, in um, Winnie the Pooh, there was this character, Eeyore, who was always looking at the, the, the negative possibilities of everything. And, um, you know, there are certainly people who are on that end of the spectrum of how you look at life. But even for someone who's in a more neutral place on that spectrum, sometimes things aren't going to look so great. And sometimes things are going to look really great. And both are true. You know, the nature of life is up and down. And so when we find ourselves in a time like now, when maybe it's hard to motivate or it's hard to feel positive or, you know, oh my God, all I hear about every day is the pandemic. And so how am I supposed to, you know, be all that I can be and create my vision of myself as a, um, you know, successful this and that? Maybe you're not. You know, I mean, the karma of things is not we all get to achieve the greatest thing that we can think of. Um, And that's not to say we can't try for that and we we can't achieve that. But I think even... Even the most successful person is, you know, having challenges around things. Um, I just had the um, the joy of 
watching Dionne Warwick appear on the Stephen Colbert show. You know, she was somebody who was really quite successful. Um, he, uh, Colbert pulled out a picture of her standing with Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr., like in her heyday, you know, and so um, it was, you know, pretty amazing. But when she first went to tour in Europe um, after releasing her first music, the album cover that uh, went over there and, pre, you know, set up all of her, her music that she was going to then go and tour to promote, it, it contained the picture of a white woman as though she, that, this white woman on the cover uh, was Dionne Warwick. So she was walking into these concerts where the concert goers were expecting the person on the album cover and here she was. Um, you know, so even successes can look pretty bizarre. It just means there's new work to do. And taking on the challenges of the work is something that we can do regardless of what emotional quality we bring to it. So that's what's going on in our days every day, whether they're the height of summer or the dark days of winter. Um, you know, and, and if one lives in the more northern ends of uh, whatever hemisphere they're on, it's different from if you're on the southern end or, you know, more toward the equator versus more toward the poles you know, because you even get a deeper dose of more light or more darkness in those dark times or in those light times. So that's, that's something to deal with as well. Um, which is all to say, it's always tempting to look to circumstances for the solution, to look to circumstances for our happiness, to look to circumstances for the, the goal, what is my goal? My goal is to have these circumstances, right? To make the circumstances look like this, that's my goal. But if that is the goal, almost, I would, I would, I would venture, I would take, I'm going out on a limb here, I would venture to say, if you're looking for X circumstances, it's never gonna look like what you're hoping for. It's always gonna look like either some variation of that, or it's just not that at all. And so it begs the question, why are we always pursuing circumstances? Right? What we instead are invited to do by all the great wisdom traditions is to live in the moment we find ourselves and to base our, I don't know if goal is the right word, at in this and you know we can probably find some better words but our goal is to be present in what we're doing to actually experience that and you know we do a lot of multitasking in our um, day to day and if you study mindfulness and um, you know at ishta we we don't do a ton of like explicitly mindfulness based practice but um, it's certainly not in any way in, a, in opposition with that. But in mindfulness practice, the, the tendency is to, or the, the, the goal, <laughs> what we're trying to do is pay attention to what's happening right here, right now in me, 
in front of me, with me, in my body, in my breath, in my mind, and to notice when I stop doing that. So when we do something like watch TV while we're eating our dinner, right? Or look at our phones while we're having a conversation, we're absolutely breaking the possibility of being mindful because we're splitting our attention, right? We're not doing what we're doing. We're instead doing what we're doing and doing something else and paying attention probably to one of those things or flipping back and forth. And the yoga is to be present with what is. The mindfulness is to be present doing what you're doing, noticing what you're doing, feeling what you're feeling. The, um, you know, the, the Gita and, and books like that are saying, do what is and accept whatever comes. Whatever is in front of you, accept that as the thing that is there. You know, the, the, the Tao, the Tao Te Ching, you know, is like allow, you know, with whatever, whatever is there, that is the thing. <laughs> There's no other the thing, right? So you might say, well, I really want to succeed in my business and awesome, you know, but the thing to do is to be in every moment of your work in your business and to allow whatever comes and to react to whatever comes with the complete presence of mind, right? To make the motions. And there, there's kind of no better metaphor for this than if you watch like martial arts and you see the, it, it's been kind of beautiful how much martial arts has made its way into our popular films. And, you know, of course the negative side of that is everything is becoming about a fight and none of it is actually possible without special effects. But the plus side of that is you get to see someone completely present in the moment with a calm that lets them notice where is their opportunity, right? And then they take the opportunity. And that's, that's a beautiful model for how to be mindful when we're facing our challenge, hopefully your challenge is not somebody's coming at you with a sword, but whatever the challenge is, it feels just as important and just as challenging. And so if you can be present with it and move in that way, that is simply mindful, looking for the opportunity, looking for what is the challenge so that I don't go that way, I go this way, and then I do this, then the destination, the goal of whatever it is you're trying to do is merely a set of steps that are all taken with precision and all taken with the guidance and insight and inspiration of your clear self, right? And in our meditation practice, we would say that clear self is informed by the time we take to stop, set aside, quiet, allow the mind to pause from its mindfulness and from everything else it's doing, and to allow ourselves to feel, to be one. There's a beautiful Paramahansa Yogananda mantra that he um, did as a chant 
um, I am thine and thou art mine, right? So like looking at the unbound consciousness, the unbound intelligence, to use uh, Alan Finger's words, that that part of us, Paramatman, to use the classic Indian um, traditional language, this unbound great consciousness and our jiva atman, our individual consciousness, are the same thing. So I am that, which is another very well-honed mantra when we say soham or saham, we're saying that is I. So we are trying through our lives to understand how do I bring that awareness and that practicality, that practical application into my living. Then every moment is this rich communion, to quote a you know, more Christian word, right? a communion with the divine that as I walk through my day, looking in every moment for what is in front of me, like the skillful martial artist navigating my challenges and turning to the world as an expression of the unbound, communing with that, then my, I'm always in touch with what um, in yoga we call ananda or the, the bliss of knowing what I am, who I am, and bringing that into living. We're about to do a, a training at, at Ishta on the koshas, and the koshas are a very cool way of looking at ourselves that take into account all the different ways we experience. We experience things as the physical body, the body that's made of food, to use the Sanskrit translation, the anamaya kosha, and that we're also the mind and what we think, and we're also the energy that's flowing in us, and we're also the wisdom that we can bring to bear on things, and we're also this bliss body, this ability to experience wonder and awe and that feeling that we all have and we think of them as peak experiences. But the more we can grow to live in the present and live in the moment and live with a connection, a sense of I am thou, thou art I, right? Or I am thine, thou art mine then the more we're saying, I want to be living in that connection with that ananda maya kosha, the blissful aspect of what I am, while I take care of the body of food, while I take care of the mind with all of its trickiness, while I take care of my energy, while I take care of... um, you know, the, the wisdom, I learn, I grow, I understand what's at play, right? So we can be whole. We cannot 
say, oh, I only want the happy place. I only want the ananda, right? But that I can have this rich experience of living with its ups and downs and challenges and surprises and um, full spectrum of possibility, right? And, and learn to create within that. So from here in the dark of the uh, 5.30, it's already beyond dusk. It's already night, you know. Um, if you're in Scandinavia, you may have had this going on since noon already, right? But from those dark places, we don't have to go off and do the things we would do in the peak of summer, right? Instead, we can do what's in front of us, deal with what's in front of us. Um, and so from this dark and challenging time when I'd, I would be super happy to hibernate, um, I um, hope that, you know, putting forth some energy to share with you has brought a little light into your day. Thank you for being there to listen. It always brings light into my day to speak with you. And until next time, namaste. Thanks for listening to Peter's podcast. Please review the podcast. If you can, support me on patreon.com. And I'll see you next time. Namaste. Namaste.